Here's a second example. Example two. Find the area bounded by the curves y equals 2x cubed and y equals 18x. Now, when you first look at this, you might think, oh, I don't know about these numbers. But let's just sketch a graph and then go from there. This is why we spend so much time with things like understanding 2 times x cubed and y equals 18x. So when I see 2 times x cubed equals y, I think, all right, here's a function that is like x cubed, but then, and it goes through the origin, but then it's multiplied by 2, so it's just a little steeper. And then when I look at y equals 18x, I think, okay, that's a very steep line, right, that also goes through the origin. So I have the point of the origin, and then I have some some sort of steepness. But if I'm looking for the area between the curves, I want to make sure that these curves intersect at some point. And I don't know if they will, but we'll see. I'm going to try that and then go from there. Now let's see. If they intersect, how do I find the points of intersection? This is something that we did not have to do in the last example. Well, okay, yes, you could use your graphing calculator and go to y1. I know many of you were probably thinking that. Well, I'll just graph it, go to the, go to the y equals menu, and do intersection. But first, you've got to find it in the window, right? So there's, there's a little bit to be done on a calculator as well. So for something like this, when I see 2x cubed and 18x, I think that this might actually work out okay using my own brain and some algebra. So I'm going to find the points of intersection by setting, and remember you could, we don't know which is the top function or the bottom function yet, but by setting the top function equal to the bottom. So I'm going to have 2x cubed equals 18x. This is the top function, maybe, or the bottom, I don't know. So, and we got to set them equal to each other and find out which x values correspond to this equation. So I'm going to subtract 18x from both sides. Then I'm going to say, all right, this thing needs to equal 0. It's x cubed. Now I might go, ah, I don't know how to solve an x cubed function or equation, right? x cubed can sometimes be a real pain. But you might notice there's an x in every term. So I can factor out 2x. And then I'm left with x squared minus 9. Now suddenly the light might come on and you might say, oh, wow, I've got three solutions here. Because you can either do it in your head or you can factor this. x squared squared minus 9 is x minus 3 times x plus 3. So I have x equals 0, x equals 3, or x equals negative 3. Now let's see if the algebra makes sense with the picture. When I go back to my graph over here, I have the origin, x equals 0. This must be the point where x equals 3, and this must be the point where x equals negative 3. So I look, it looks like from 0 to 3, the linear function is the one above the cubic function, right? And then between 0 and negative 3, the cubic function is above the linear function. So we have, we have to consider the fact that we might have to set this up into two integrals. The first integral would go from negative 3 to 0, and the top function would be the uh, 2x cubed. And then we would subtract 
the bottom function 18x in order to get the height of a representative rectangle. Now the width of the representative rectangle is just a little dx. You can even see that the width of the rectangle is measured on the x-axis. That's another clue that we use dx. So the width is, is delta x. The height is the cubic function minus the linear function. But then I would have to add on the integral from 0 to 3 the other way around. The top function would be the linear function, and the bottom function would be the cubic. So we can certainly do that. In fact, let's go ahead and do that, and then see what we get. And then we'll see if we had a shortcut available to us or not. So the area is going to be two integrals. First, from negative 3 to 0, we're going to take the cubic function is the top function, so 2x cubed minus the linear function, 18x dx. And then we're going to add the integral from 0 to 3 and just switch the order. Now at this point, you might say, well, if all we're doing is switching the order of those two functions, this is just the opposite of this, right? So maybe we could have just taken two of the first one or two of the second one. And that's actually true. And we're going to talk about that uh, in a few minutes. But let's just do it the long way first, just to make sure. So we have, you can always do it this way to be safe. I can go ahead and integrate that. If you'd like, you could factor out the 2. can't factor out the x, but you can factor out the 2 if you want. 2 parentheses, and then the integral of x cubed is x to the 4th over 4, minus, and then I, when I factor out the 2, I have 9 left. The integral of x dx is x squared over 2, and that's being evaluated from negative 3 to 0. Then I have plus. I'm going to factor out this 2 as well. The integral of 9x, again, 9x squared over 2, minus the integral of x cubed, x to the 4th over 4. That goes from 0 to 3. When I do the math, I have 2 times 0 minus 0. Then I have minus negative 3 to the 4th over 4 minus 9 times negative 3 squared over 2. Close the parentheses for the subtraction and then close the, I really should have made these brackets, for the 2. That's just the first integral. Then I have plus, I'm going to do this linearly so you can follow everything in one shot. I have 2 bracket again. This time I plug in the 3, so I have 9 times 3 squared over 2 minus 3 to the 4th over 4 minus 0 minus 0. So now it's a matter of the arithmetic involved, which is always fun, right? It's always fun when there are fractions. We have 2 bracket. Okay, first of all, we have a minus in front of these parentheses. Now I have negative 3 to the 4th. That's 3 squared squared again, so that's 9 squared, or 81. So I have 81 over 4, but it's being subtracted. And then I have, oh, got to watch the negatives. Negative 3 squared is positive 9, times 9 is 81 over 2. But then I have a negative, but then I have another negative, so it's actually plus 81 over 2. That 2 out front will be nice. Maybe I shouldn't have taken it out, right? Fewer fractions. Oh, well, live and learn. So now I have two brackets, 2 times bracket. 9 times 9, 81 again over 2 minus 
81 again over 4. So you'll notice I have two of them, don't I? And then not to, not to mention the twos out in front. So let me uh, distribute some twos, get rid of at least some fractions. I have negative 81 over 2 plus 81 plus 81 minus 81 over 2. So now you can really see that we have two of the same things added together. Those came from the fact that we had two integrals to begin with. And it must be, be true that those two integrals represented the same areas. So they, they both have the same area, so that's why we have two of these. So now when you have negative 81 over 2 plus another negative 81 over 2, that's just negative 81. And then we have plus 162, which is 81. I really should have just done negative 81 plus a positive 81 makes 0, and then you have 181 left. So I get that the area is 81. Now, because we got two of the same thing, that suggested to us that we could have done the whole thing much faster. Please don't hate me. But we could have done it much faster with just one integral, right? The area is 2 times the integral. I would have gone from 0 to 3 because it's easier to work with. And then we have the top function would be the linear function, 18x, minus the bottom function, 2x cubed, dx. So then we have 2 times 18x over, sorry, 18x squared over 2 minus 2x to the 4th over 4 from 0 to 3. 2 times 9x squared minus x to the 4th over 2, just simplifying a little bit, from 0 to 3. I'll distribute in the, the 2 first, 18x squared minus x to the 4th from 0 to 3. Just distributing the 2 in. And then when you plug in, 18 times 3 squared is 18 times 9, minus 3 to the 4th is 81. So we have 18 times 9 minus 81, whatever that is. 8 times 9 is 72, 9 times 1 is 9, plus 162 minus 81 is 81. Much better, right? Also, uh, you'll notice I did that lazy thing again. I, I didn't say minus 0, minus 0, but I really could have, right? So I have an area, again, of 81. So that tells me that I think the total area, all the way back at the beginning, was 81. How do we know at the beginning, without actually going through the problem the long way, that we had two of the same area? Where does the idea of exactly the same shape, but on the other side of the origin, come in? We got our points of intersection. First of all, our points of intersection were equal but opposites. That's a nice clue, right? What do you know about f of x equals 2x cubed? It's an odd function, isn't it? It's only one term with an odd exponent. Or if you want to evaluate this the long way, just to double check, when you plug in negative x for x, The negative doesn't go away, and in fact, you get the opposite of the function that you originally started with. That tells you odd function origin symmetry. 
Similarly, the function f of x, or you could say g of x, equals 18x is also an odd function. You can see that it's one term with an odd exponent. You can also see that when you plug in negative x for x, you get negative 18x, which is the opposite of the original function. So also, g of x equals 18x is odd with origin symmetry. So we have two functions that are odd with origin symmetry. We have equal points from the negative 3 to the 3. And so that tells us we're taking the same size region on either side of the origin. So we really only have to evaluate one of the areas and then double it. So you recall that actually from a previous section that when we have odd functions, um, we can sometimes just double the area if we're going from negative a to positive a. Remember that? An odd function integrating from negative a to positive a, you can just take two times the integral from 0 to a. And that's what I did at the end. It was much faster, much easier. I also made it harder for myself by factoring out those twos because of the fractions. But like I said, you never know. So you try something, and then you work with it um, as you go. So this is example two, area between two curves where the x values are not explicitly stated. We had to find them ourselves by finding the points of intersection by setting the two y values equal to each other and solving for x.